Christmas to you. Welcome to the Jackson Cloud. I'm Godzilla. Baby Yoda, I am. And I'm Harley. And uh, today we're talking about Christmas. Now, Harley over here, starting off with Christmas stuff, made a whole costume for Christmas Harley Quinn. Yeah. You can't see all of it because she's sitting, but in fact, I don't think you can see anything that she worked on. I did this myself. Oh, let's just see a little bit she worked on. I uh, printed this. Ooh. Printed it. Yeah, man. You oh. can't just buy a shirt that says this. I thought you like sewed it in or something. No, I printed it. Well, I actually she, thought you bought that too, so that's good. On our Jackson Cloud online store, you can now order. What? I'm fairly <laughs> certain we would Harley get sued Quinn. if we sold these. We don't have an online store anyways yet. Uh, but hey, today we're going to talk about uh, Christmas a little bit, starting with um, the Magnificat, or as I often accidentally call it, the Magnificat, which is a level on the video game Earthbound <laughs> when you go into Ness's brain. And most of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Who? Yeah. But uh, that tends to happen to me when I try to preach on this. Um, but this actually, part of the way that this sounds is reminiscent of an Old Testament passage in which there was a woman who could not have a baby and then had a baby and celebrated. Anybody want to take a guess as to which woman that was? Sarah? Always the first guess we go for. I was expecting that. Someone else? I mean, I know the Magnificat has to do with Mary, but I don't want to guess Mary because she wasn't trying to have a baby. It's true. And this was Old Testament, too, that I'm referring to. Hannah. Oh, yeah. In the Old Testament, there was a woman named Hannah, couldn't have a baby, went to uh, the tabernacle to He's pray. Yeah. Eli, the priest, comes in. She's like, why are you crying? You must be drunk. She's like, no, I'm sad. And then she explains. She's like, if I have a baby, I'll dedicate it to God. She goes. Wait, is drunk crying a usual thing? Apparently. And We've already yeah, talked about this. We talked this about this in a previous in, episode. Uh, yeah. I don't know which one, so Casey we're not going to link it. literally made the same joke. So. <laughs> I would use old jokes, he's okay? On, he's on repeat. His brain just goes the same path. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, then uh, she goes home, has baby, but she said she dedicated it to God, so she gives it to the high priest, Eli, and that uh, baby then grows up to be the prophet Samuel, who starts the whole prophet business within the Bible and whatnot. Well, Moses was kind of prophetic, but out of out of Samuel comes like the prophets. Uh, Wait, hang on, just a clarification. Like she does still mother him, right? She, nurses him and then gives so she, him. So she's super distraught because she can't have a baby. Then she has a baby and then she gives it away. Because that's the deal she made with God. And so she nurses him until he's been weaned and then gives him to the tabernacle. Unfortunately, Eli's not really the greatest dad and doesn't have great sons. But, you know, you see God kind of in some ways, like, become, like, a, takes a care of him. Yeah, he takes care of him and all that, you know? Because, like, I mean, Samuel's, like, sleeping inside of the Holy of Holies. <laughs> so it's kind of, like, no surprise. This is the place we talked about, like, you go in there once a year. With a rope, you, yeah. And you might die if you go in there. So it's, it's, it's no surprise that 
Samuel's story one day, he's sleeping and someone's like, Samuel, and he goes to Eli, he's like, you called me? He's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> goes back to bed in the place where God is thought to dwell and you're Samuel, he's like, what, you keep calling me? He's like, no, I didn't. <gasps> you're hearing God. <laughs> so, so then out of that, like Samuel hears God's voice, brings Wait, God's voice. was it the voice. second time or third time that he was like? I think it was like the third, third time. time. And Eli's yeah. like, oh, that must be God. You know? Dude, high priest not even thinking of that. <laughs> right? I, mean, I, do, I do find it weird that it's like, yeah, I went to the high priest. That wasn't even a thought of a possibility until the third time. It's like... Well, yeah. In Samuel's time, the people taking care of the tabernacle were not great people. In fact, God kind of pronounced that they were all going to die for the way that they had treated things and abused that area and whatnot. So... Eventually, Samuel, you know, he uh, he's the one who heard God's voice in the midst of a time where God had been known to be very quiet. Like Samuel, Samuel's whole story starts with like, we haven't heard from God in a while. And then all of a sudden, Samuel's like the one who brings God's voice back because God starts talking to him. And then out of Samuel, all the prophets, there's like clans of prophets that rise up. So he's been like training prophets to like continue doing this work and whatnot. So anyways, that's all extra. All I meant to say was <laughs> <laughs> Hannah has this moment of great celebration that she's had a child. And the way... Wait, the child? Not the child. A child. You're going to really get this cultish if you... <laughs> and that's where baby Yoda came from. No. <laughs> Uh, but she she has a child and she celebrates when God finally gives her a child. And she has a second child after she she uh, follows through with giving Samuel away. So you see God continuing to bless her. Um, but when Mary has a child, she sings a song. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I always find it funny because like, have you ever had such a crazy moment of joy that you just sing whatever's going on? Nope. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily do it out of joy as much as I do it out of boredom. But you do just like sing a random song. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. You Do you ever like washing the dishes? Ba -do -ba -do -do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? No. Okay. All right. Like, I guess... The closest I could think of is I tried to do a screamo song against the mower one time. We're back to screaming while mowing the lawn. We're going to continue this conversation over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think of my daughter, okay? She literally, she's five years old, and she sings everything she does. Like... <laughs> During COVID, I've had to like work from home. So like, I'll be like in the basement doing some work and upstairs I'll hear, walking across the room, yeah. Yeah, back at playing video games. I'm drawing on a table. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, washing my hands. <laughs> like this is not uncommon whatsoever. She sings everything she does. That really reminds me of um, uh, the wife on Bob's Burgers. Yes, yes, okay. Linda. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Linda. Yeah, yeah it's very much like Linda, just yeah. singing anything that comes to her mind. It's the same with my daughter. It's just like singing everything. And just to be like so free and overloaded with joy to the point that your words would come out 
as music. <laughs> like, it sounds like a thing of fiction. Like, it's Broadway, right? Like, whenever you're watching Broadway, you're always expecting the cheese to happen when someone's like, well, let me tell you about that, sir. Ding, 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 ding. I, you know, and you're like, yeah, this doesn't happen in real life. Except, it kind of does. <laughs> It's not as good. The music is usually bad when you're just making it up on the spot. And there's no like three or four part harmony? Yeah, yeah. Or music in the background. <laughs> but it is actually a thing where we just kind of like out of joy or boredom or mowing <laughs> begin to like sing out the song that's on our heart. Here's the thing. It wasn't necessarily like a happy song. That's why it was... Me trying to yell because I was angry at having to mow the lawn. Therefore, it was trying to get my anger out. <laughs> when he bought a house, he was unaware that this was a thing he had to do. No, no, this was in high school when, like, my parents made me mow the lawn oh. as a chore. It was bad. Would you like to talk more about that? Well, yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a part of Christmas. So, like... During the Advent season, you light different candles. One's for hope, one's for joy. Actually, it's very confusing. Just Google Advent candles sometime, because every year I'm like, what candles this week? Nobody knows! <laughs> like, maybe, like, really traditional people know, but I find, like, six different versions, and they all have different names, and it's like, this is the hope candle, or the prophet candle, and it's on week one, and actually it's week two. Anyways, joy is one of those candles, I think. So, <laughs> when we look at the Bible story, I think Mary's a Wait, great... Wait, isn't joy like the pink one? Prob probably. Okay. But, like, Mary's a good example, I think, of joy, because... If you were to, like, just be reading Luke, and you're reading this whole story, it's like, oh, she's really excited, she's having this baby. And then she walks into the room, sees her, her relative, and she walks into Elizabeth and just like, my soul magnifies the Lord! You know, like, I just like to, like, imagine. <laughs> I know that Luke is using like a literary device, you know, she walks in, she sings, or maybe she wrote this song down and passed it on to Luke later, like, here's a song I wrote when I found out, you know, I was blessed, and and the whole song has a certain, like, echoing of Hannah's song of joy, too. God's come through, God's chosen me, God's used me. Maybe we might say, like, God's voice has returned even in a sense like that was a dry season and then God showed up and they've been in exile and now God shows up whatever the case might be um, or a new prophet's being born you know you could keep looking at the illusions between the two but it's a moment of joy for Mary uh, which should strike us as odd you know when young people get pregnant outside of wedlock regardless of what uh, your convictions might be on that most people struggle, <laughs> you know, like uh, there's there's family struggles, there's personal struggles, there's physical struggles, there's there's emotional struggles, there's boyfriend, girlfriend struggle. Like there's just a lot of of difficulty that usually comes with those kinds of dramatic elements. And you think that Mary would be there because ain't nobody like, oh, it's the Lord's baby, you know, like. That's never happened before. Right. <laughs> and so, like, that's not what's going through. Oh, no, this is from God. Okay, Mary, sure it is. You know, like, <laughs> other than Elizabeth, who has also had this, like, miraculous prophecy, 
there's probably not many people taking Mary on her word on this one. Yeah. Now I do have a question that popped in my head. Uh-huh. This is going to be an interesting question. Yeah, it usually is. What style of music do you think this song was originally in? I'm going to let Olivia take this one. I don't know where the rest of that tune is going, but... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Is that a hymn? Did you just sing a hymn? No. I thought it might have a little bit more of a Jewish flair to it, but, you know. <laughs> I was just... I was thinking in my head, I was like, what style of music would that be in? And I tried to like cycle through different style of musics, and uh, they all, they all mean, sound very interesting. It's in Hebrew too, so it's... Right. Or actually Greek, excuse me, because it's New Testament. Unless it's quoting Hannah's... Never mind, it's just going to get just... <laughs> This conversation is evolving really quickly. That was so Music much more. It doesn't translate well. And does not need to in this particular case. But that was just the thought in my head. That was well, whatever joyful tune she had taken, I hear it in a major key personally. Oh, okay. Uh, she walks in excited about what has happened when she could be really miserable. You know, like. People throughout history have been chosen by God to do crazy things, and they have not always come to the table the way that Mary does. Like Moses. <laughs> this is a classic line from Moses. I, let me let me quote it correctly, too. So, yeah, so like with Moses. Like, first off, Moses was definitely not the most cheerful, joyful follower of God from the very get-go, if you pay really close attention to the things he's saying, he is constantly trying to get out of doing everything that God calls him to do. <laughs> to like one point, there's this very confusing passage where it seems to say that God's anger came against him and he was going to like kill him or something. And you're like, why would God do that? But if you're paying really close attention so far, like Moses is consistently like, nope, nope, ain't gonna do it. Nope, uh-uh, no way. Uh-uh. Can't do it, nope. And just like yeah. constantly living that refusal. To the point that God's like, come on, man. You know, so like, <laughs> uh, but like Moses eventually comes through and starts doing a good job and following people or leading people towards God and things Except like that. Except for the rock thing. Well, there's a lot of things that didn't go well. Yeah, like that ended up getting him Banned? Banned, yeah. <laughs> or at least not seeing the promised land himself. But right. there's one particular passage where where Moses has just had enough and just kind of like cries out, um, I am not able to carry all these people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If you will treat me like this, kill me at once. If I find favor in your sight that I may not see my wretchedness. You know, it's just like... Kill me now! Don't make me keep doing ministry! And every pastor has probably, <laughs> in some of their worst days, found some form of an echo of, This is too much! Make it stop! You know, so like, Mary, though. <laughs> you know, it's like, forget all these these faithless or, or stubborn men throughout the Bible. You get Mary, who gets probably one of the hardest dramatic elements to have to deal with. Everyone thinking she's a liar, most likely, and yet... Here she is with the great promise of God. And rather than lean into all the difficulties, she's just like, my song, you know, like singing and enjoying the moment and loving God. And, and it's this woman who's finally like faithful and walking in the promise in a joyful kind of way. 
And yeah, it's just, it's a reminder to us, I think this Christmas, and maybe one that we really need in COVID time. So remember that there is joy in the season and hope in the season. And yeah, it's difficult too, and we'll actually have an episode next on that. But before we get to the difficult stuff, let's talk about joyful stuff. Yeah, joyful stuff, like how beautiful it is outside. Guys, look, it's, it's so snowing! <laughs> Just like when Mary was singing her song. I don't uh, think there's snow in the Middle East. Uh, Let us have our American Christmas. <laughs> All right. Isn't, isn't the technical timeline of when this happened also not December? Don't worry about it. None of, none of this. And here's the other real question. Nope. Not listening anymore. <laughs> Did Mary know 